morning, squad. Welcome back to Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, the number one spot for everything sports talk, sports news, sports debate in the morning. Have a great, terrible Tuesday. We got a beautiful rundown today. Of course, we got to go back to Monday Night Football and Tom Brady passing Peyton Manning on an all-time fourth quarter comeback list with a 16-17 comeback win over the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay. Are the Bucks a threat in the NFC? Then we got to touch on Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Are the Bengals the biggest threat in the AFC with them being undefeated against Patrick Mahomes? Big Red and the Kansas City Chiefs in the past calendar year. Am I impressed by the comeback by the Raiders? Three-game win streak included a 27-20 critical divisional win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Am I impressed by the Las Vegas Raiders of league? And to end it off, we got to speak on the NBA games being nationally televised on TNT tonight. Lakers at Cavaliers and the Dallas Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations to Anthony Davis on getting player of the week in the Western Conference. Well-deserved. So let's dive right into it. Let's go back to Monday Night Football and the great comeback, the amazing comeback from the GOAT Tom Brady to pass Peyton Manning on the all-time fourth quarter comeback list with a 16-17 comeback went over the New Orleans Saints. To me, I looked at this and I went to I went to sleep when it was 16-3. I'm like, it's over. It's, it's like four minutes left. They might make it a little close, but it's over. But I wasn't surprised when I woke up and I saw it to be 16-17. But to me, are the Bucks a threat in the NFC? Hell no. Hell no, they ain't no threat in the NFC, man. I'm tired of people keep saying, well, if they get in the dance, bro, even when they got in the dance two years ago, they should have lost to Taylor Heineke in the Washington, uh, I think then it was the Washington Redskins. They should have. You feel what I'm saying? But the Washington Redskins couldn't generate any offense. When was the last time the Bucks looked like a good team? We can't keep relying on, well, when, when the playoffs hit, it, it, there is no switch for Tom Brady. There is none. He's lost playoff games before. He's lost first-round playoff games before. We're not going to sit up here and act like all of a sudden he can't lose a first-round playoff game because he's in Tampa Bay and it's Tom Brady. The greatest coach-quarterback combination in history has lost first-round playoff games before. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. What a, what a good defense. This team that can't stop the Red Rifle and Andy Dalton is about to go out there and, and flip the switch against the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks. Come on. No, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. They barely won yesterday. They let the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett come back on them the week before that after being up seven in the, in the fourth quarter. No, I don't have any faith that the Tampa Bay Bucks are a threat in the NFC this year. They are not a threat to me. And they're going to get beat on by my Indian, by my San Francisco, and they're going to get beat on by my San Francisco 49ers this upcoming Sunday. And Brock Purdy, he going to lose to a third string, Mr. Irrelevant. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. Because Nick Bosa and them boys is going to come hunting. They're going to come hunting, and they can't stop the run down there in Tampa. They can't. So, I mean, I, 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 I wasn't surprised by the comeback. Congratulations on Tom Brady on another record being broken by him. But the Tampa Bay Bucks aren't a threat to win the Super Bowl this year. They're just not. They're barely winning the worst, the by far worst division in football. They're barely winning it. Let's move on. With the win of the Cincinnati Bengals over the Kansas City Chiefs, making them 3-0 over the Kansas City Chiefs in the past calendar year, are the Cincinnati Bengals the biggest threat in the AFC, and does Joe Burrow have a psychological edge over Patrick Mahomes? The first one I want to answer, seeing as we're all humans, I think there has to be some type of psychological edge that Joe Burrow has over Patrick Mahomes. He beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game to go to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, he's young. That was his first year starting. Patrick Mahomes hasn't beaten him yet. 
the Kansas City Chiefs did something that I don't think they ever done, and that's take Patrick Mahomes off the field and went for the field goal, went for the tie game instead of going for the win. I think that's a psychological edge that he has over Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Eric Bieniemy. So I, I look at that, I, I think Joe Cool definitely has a psychological edge over Patrick Mahomes in that matchup thus far. Patrick Mahomes has to get a win. He has to get a win in that matchup because it's not going well right now. It's not going well and the Bengals are on everybody's butt. They eight and four in the top seed in the AFC right now is nine and three. They're one game out in the loss column. One game out with what, five games left? And the Bengals are to me the biggest threat in the AFC right now. I mean, how can how can you not say that they are when you to me I like the I love the Baltimore Ravens you just lose Lamar Jackson he's not going to be out for the season but he's going to be out for uh, at least a game maybe a couple games and then you think about Kansas City Chiefs they haven't beaten the Cincinnati Bengals in the past year you think about the Buffalo Bills the Buffalo Bills defense isn't up to par and they, they need to get Vaughn Miller back before they can even think about getting after Joe Burrow and taking advantage of their weaknesses so to me you look at the the Cincinnati Bengals, as long as that defense can be opportunistic and slow teams down, make some stops in the red zone, that offense is so explosive with Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. They, they just got weapons everywhere you turn. Samaji P. Ryan. <laughs> they, they just got weapons everywhere you turn. You get what I'm saying? So I'm really liking the way that the Cincinnati Bengals are rounding into form. I was one of those dudes that I thought the Cincinnati Bengals were going to regress and kind of come back down to the medium. But this looks like a young team gearing to start something special down there. Like they're going to be around in the NFL. There's no coming. This is their medium. Like this is who they are. This is just who they are. You get what I'm saying? Let's move on, though. Let's speak on the Las Vegas Raiders in their three-game win streak, beating the Los Angeles Chargers 20-27 to this past Sunday in a huge divisional game, two games out of the last wild card spot. I got to come back and apologize to Josh McDaniels. My bad. Brother, I came on this joint, what, like three weeks ago? After that loss to the Indianapolis Colts and said, My, what, what did they do getting Josh McDaniels? They didn't look like this with Rich Basaccia. I was going in. And he was coming out and he was saying, well, Rome wasn't built in the day. And we're still trying to get the continuity together. We're still trying to get on the same page. And these past three games, it's safe to say they've gotten on the same page. It's safe to say they've started to build Rome. You get what I'm saying? You're getting a physical running football team out of Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders, which is resulting in huge plays coming out of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr because everybody has to stop Josh Jacobs. That is a imprint from... Bill Belichick that Josh, that Josh McDaniels has taken to Las Vegas that, of course, he wants to establish. Of course, when you're, when you're a quarterback whisperer, the one thing that is the key to the whispering is the run game. And getting Josh Jacobs going in the past three games has been paramount to the success of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love, absolutely love what they've been doing. They've been turning it around. They could have easily thrown in the towel and said, all right, we'll come back next year. We'll get it geared together. They are two games out of the last wild card spot. And if they can sneak into that wild card spot, look out for the Las Vegas Raiders. It seems as though Josh McDaniels had to come in there, get a, get rid of the, the uh, a few of the bad apples that Mike Mayock and John Gruen had had drafted over the past few years. So a few of those bad apples, you saw Derek Carr out there crying, saying people don't really care. So they got a few, I'm, I'm assuming they got a few of those people going or they got through to a few of those people to invest more into the game or you're going to be going. So yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Las Vegas Raiders. So yeah, shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders. Like what they doing, great turnaround to the season, didn't throw in the towel. I love that from 
any athlete in any team when they can come out and perform under extreme scrutiny and controversy. I, I just absolutely love that because that's what the, the, the entire game is about. Anybody, anybody can perform when it's sunny outside. Can you perform when it's raining, when it's a downpour? You get what I'm saying? So I, I, I absolutely love the turnaround from the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's tune into NBA. We got the Los Angeles Lakers at the Cleveland Cavaliers on TNT tonight. The first game on TNT tonight. What am I expecting? I'm, I'm just curious to see if Anthony Davis can keep this hot streak going, this MVP run that he's been on going. I'm assuming he's going to keep it going. But he's going up against some more athletic frontline defenders when you think about C.J. Mosley and Jared Allen. He's not going to be just going up against those normal slow-footed fives that he's been going against he's going to go up against some athletic fives and fours in this game so it's going to be interesting to see how Anthony Davis performs in this game going up against some more athletic frontline defenders I want to see how LeBron James is going to perform coming back to Cleveland but overall I, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to are going to have enough to pull this game out I, I think that Donovan Mitchell Spider Mitchell is going to come out have a huge game he's going to come out be prepared to ball out he's seeing that the Lakers are gearing up you seeing that this is a primetime game that's nationally televised on TNT so I, I see a primetime Spider Mitchell coming out there balling out I see them getting a 112 to 104 when pulling away at the end. Then we got the Dallas Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets in this game. Mavs getting back on a win, getting back on a winning formula. Then you got the Nuggets out there doing a thing with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray being back in the lineup. Of course, you got the back-to-back -back MVP Nikola Jokic out there. What am I expecting? I'm expecting a win from the the Denver Nuggets. I, I like their lineup. I always was a big Michael Porter Jr. fan. I was glad that the Denver Nuggets went out on a limb and took him. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jamal Murray. And then, of course, you got, like I said, the back-to-back -back MVP Nikola Jokic. And what I'm seeing from the Mavs, they are too Luka Doncic heavy. Like, they don't have anybody else that's a, a, a ball hander. Now, they brought in Kemba Walker. I don't know if he's going to be balling. I don't even know what he what they're expecting to get out of Kemba Walker. He's been all over the place after lose, after leaving the Charlotte Hornets a few, like a, like five years ago. So, I don't know what they're expecting out of him. I just like the, the, the entire team of the Denver Nuggets over just Luka Doncic and probably Spencer Dinwiddie for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, we'll probably get something out of... Tim Hardaway Jr., of course, but he's not a dude that can create his own shot. Everything he gets is off of Luka Doncic, so I feel like it's too much Luka. It's, it's too Luka-centric over there in Dallas, and I got the Denver Nuggets coming out with a with a big win. I'm going to say 120 to 108 in Denver. Let me know what y'all think, though. This is episode 68. Tom Brady passing Peyton Manning on a fourth quarter comebacks list with a 16 to 17 win over the New Orleans Saints in Tampa Bay. Are the Bucks back to being a threat in the NFC? Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Does Joe Burrow have a slight psychological edge over Patrick Mahomes? And are the Cincinnati Bengals the biggest threat in the AFC right now? Are we impressed by the Raiders' win streak being 3-0 in the last three games and only two games out of the last wild card spot? Are you guys impressed? And who do y'all have in the nationally televised games on TNT tonight of the Los Angeles Lakers at the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Dallas Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets? Mad Mizzy Sports, like, comment, share, subscribe, listen, alert, Mizzy World Entertainment. Gang.